Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You Normally, we talk to him, normally uh, when we're talking, uh, you know, football, but Ian Eagle does it all with CBS Sports. He got some NCAA tournament going on. He got some Brooklyn Nets going on. He's now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. How you doing? I I I I mixed up your name like bad. Ian Eagle, and I tried to screw it off. <laughs> How often do you get that? Because our producers thought you were or not Joe, but one of our uh, interns thought you were Ian. How often do you get that? Yeah, I, I get it a lot. I, I was Ian for many many years of my life, even though that wasn't my name because people just assumed it. Then I had to go through the whole exercise if you put a br in front of it what's that is brian no no (laughs) brian so it's brian like iron and then 1986 senior year of high school the movie iron eagle came out oh boy yeah yeah with lewis gossett and jason gedrick and that changed things a bit in my life because then people thought my name was iron and it wasn't as if iron eagle wasn't successful it was so successful that there was an iron eagle 2 an Iron Eagle 3, and an Iron Eagle 4 straight to video. So that thing lived forever and ever. I've had many athletes and coaches that just call me Iron. And I, uh, I just go with it. I have I'm to honored. admit, I never knew there was a 2, 3, or 4. <laughs> I have to admit I that. I never did. I, I saw it. one. I just never saw anything after that. So. Yeah, one was very good. Uh, yeah. 2, 3, and 4 left uh, a little bit to be desired. <laughs> 2, 3, and 4, they were flying Cessnas and delivering pizzas on islands or something. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> How you been, man? What's going on? You're a pretty busy guy right now. Yeah, good. Really good. NCAA tournament has been a lot of fun. I think what we often get caught thinking about are upsets, and when they don't come in the first and second round – there's this general sense that, oh, the tournament isn't good. You're not getting the big upsets. The reality is it usually means you get better Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games, and that's exactly what happened this year. Teams were evenly matched. The Elite 8 games, I don't know if they're ever going to match that kind of weekend again from the Elite 8. Those were stupendous games, and I think you have great storylines coming up for Saturday and Monday in Minneapolis. What Virginia has done to get back to this point from a year ago is a tremendous achievement. Uh, Auburn is ridiculously deep. They play so hard for Bruce Pearl. They're missing their biggest star in Chuma Kiki, yet they got through Kentucky without him. Texas Tech flies a little bit under the radar, but Chris Beard is, is one of the supreme head coaches in college basketball now, and Jared Culver is a name that you have to get to know. He's going to play in the NBA. You're going to hear about him through the years. And then Michigan State. Probably not Tom Izzo's most talented team, but Cassius Winston just has this knack. Fantastic leader, good mix there. Uh, They made a change in the starting lineup based on injury, and it's actually helped them. Nick Ward went down, Xavier Tillman came in, and I actually think they've been better because of it with Ward coming off the bench. So two good matchups, and uh, I think uh, there's a chance you you could have a really intriguing national championship game. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, Texas Tech and Auburn, it wouldn't surprise me, but it would be I, I it would almost be a pro game it, because they shoot the lights out from beyond the arc. Yep, and they defend. Uh, yeah. they, they seriously defend. Texas Tech is suffocating in their defense, and Auburn will get into your shorts. 
Uh, the one thing about Auburn, they take a lot of threes. So I think similar to what you're saying, Bill, yeah. it does have a little bit of that feel. When I go from an NBA game to a college game as a play-by-play announcer, there is a serious shift in your approach. NBA is freewheeling. It's highlight after highlight after highlight. And college, it's a bit more disjointed. It takes a little bit longer for teams to get into their sets. When things go bad, they can go really bad in college basketball. But I found with Auburn uh, calling a couple of their games, that's not the case. They they kind of play with an NBA mentality. You're right. We had Bruce Pearl here for a short time when he took uh, UWM to a Sweet 16. Yep. And got to know him, you know, pretty well. And obviously he's had his own issues. Is this... Is this a big redemption for him? Is this, uh, or is this being met with? How can a guy that has had the infractions now be back doing this all over again? I mean, he's obviously had some issues regarding these investigations. What is the yeah. feeling? Well, first thing, uh, I I called those games. Jim Spinarco and I had those two games uh, that Milwaukee advanced to the Sweet 16 with Bruce Pearl that put him on the national map, and I didn't know Bruce at all prior to that. And Jim and I went into it. You meet with all the coaches, you get, you know, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. And Bruce was so likable and he was so enthusiastic. I thought to myself, wow, if this guy ever wins a couple of games, I could see him popping up as a head coaching candidate because he'll just blow someone away in the interview. And that's exactly what happened. They knocked off BC in that second round. I don't know if you remember the game, Bill. That was as, as, a, as hard and physical a game as I can recall. No one's going to talk about it. No one's going to remember it. But those two teams went after one another. And Spinarco and I remember vividly three guys going for the ball, and it happened right in front of our broadcast location. In the first minute and a half of the game, when we went to break, that first break, Jim turned to me and said, this is going to be a hell of a game, which it turned out to be. And, and we know what's happened with Bruce since that point, Bruce is still the same person when you sit down with him. I think maybe he's gone a little deeper into his soul based on everything that he's been through, but he still sells, sells, sells. He still is very passionate, and you can see why players respond to him. He's an affable guy that has had some issues, but if you're asking me how are people lining up right now, I think, at least from my sense, it's been more of, the, the first statement that you made, then the latter. I think people have uh, been interested in the reclamation side of it a little bit more than some of the nefarious nature that took place uh, during the, the complete drop-off in Tennessee. Uh, Got to go to the Brooklyn Nets side of things now. You've seen the Bucks this year, and uh, they, they clinched last night best record in the NBA, home court yep. advantage throughout so uh, let me ask you this first and foremost. Everybody here obviously thinks Giannis is an MVP. There's a lot of national people that do. If you had to sit down with a vote, who would you vote for? He's the MVP. Giannis Adenokounmpo is, uh, to me, the clear MVP of the league this year. I know James Harden was still getting some interest and votes. Uh, not that it comes down to one game or two games or three games. They have the best record in the league. He's the best player and he deserves the award. Uh, to me, it's it's not even much of a contest. It's a no-brainer. Also, as the the Bucks get ready to go into this, uh, you know, postseason, look, this is still a team that has not won a playoff game or a playoff series in a long time. Yep. I mean, I, I I still think there's a lot of people in this area that are kind of holding their breath, going, "Okay, get through the first round, and then we're all going to jump on the bandwagon and the shocks will bust." I mean, there's a lot of people here that are excited. But what is the national perspective? Is this a team that everybody's looking at going, okay, this is the team that's going to win the East and end up in the Eastern Conference Finals or in the uh, NBA Finals? 
I think it's mixed right now. Uh, I've I've been blown away by them. I, I just think they're really deep. I think they're really well coached. Uh, Budenholzer, in my mind, is going to win the coach of the year in the NBA this year. Uh, Bledsoe, who does play with a chip on his shoulder, that would be the one X factor of maintaining his emotions, even last night. Look, whatever that was between him and Embiid, it was. He got kicked out of an important game, and I think – if you get into the postseason, similar to what we saw last year with Boston, where things went off the rails a bit, and it had a lot to do with him and Rozier, you can't let that happen as a number one seed. There has to be a sense of decorum. And I understand maybe a lot of what has made him a terrific player is that fire and that rage, but it has to be under control, especially if you're a team that's supposed to do damage. No longer are you the team that's trying to knock off the big guys you're the big guys. You're the one seed. I saw this with the Nets many years ago in 01-02. They played Indiana in the first round. The Nets were the number one seed. It was Jason Kidd's first year. And nobody really knew what to make of them. They got forced to a fifth and deciding game. That was the final year of three out of five in the first round. They got through it in double overtime. And there was this relief around the organization that they advanced, that they were not going to be considered uh, a team that – underachieved and Milwaukee has to battle through that a bit. I think they're going to be markedly better than any team they play as an eight seed, whether it's the Nets, whether it's Miami, whether it's Detroit, whether it's Orlando, Orlando's probably playing the best basketball of the group right now. They put themselves in a position to make the playoffs, but a lot can happen over the next three games. And the bucks are involved in this because they play the Nets obviously tomorrow night. And I think there were net fans, Bill, that were watching the game last night thinking, okay, Milwaukee gets the number one seed. They're going to call off the dogs here Mm -hmm. against the Nets. I don't see it necessarily going that way. Maybe the starters don't play as much. Maybe he pulls a bunch of the starters. They still have a deep team. They're going to play really hard. No one's going to tell Pat Connaughton not to try hard in an NBA game. Hey, real quick before I let you go, did you see the Nets being this good this fast? No, no, not this year. Uh, I thought uh, this would be another slight improvement, maybe 28 wins to 33 or 34 wins. Uh, they've been a lot better than that. They're uh, they're a team now that that actually has some legitimate encouraging signs of maybe putting this thing together and, and being a consistent winner. They've they've done it the right way, Bill. A lot of shrewd moves, a lot of under the radar moves, and now they've got draft picks and they have a little cash in. They have salary cap room, and I think they're gonna they're gonna be an interesting case to try to convince a big name free agent to come join this new culture in Brooklyn. It it's been a really fun metamorphosis to to sit back and watch at a courtside seat great stuff as always Ian. i appreciate you joining us for a couple of minutes thanks for all you're doing we'll chat again soon okay anytime next time you'll have iron eagle two on that'll be our next <laughs> conversation. all right buddy you take care all right Bill. talk yeah. to you later okay bye-bye there you go iron eagle cbs sports the play-by-play communicator there and then he's got nba tv with the brooklyn nets and he does uh, cbs uh, football and all kinds of good stuff joining us on the schneider orange hotline schneider hiring drivers right now you work hard they treat you fair 80 plus years they've been getting getting it done call them 844 pride to go to schneiderjobs.com this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.